0: Hello, everyone. This is show 900. Yes, it's an audio show, not a video cast. More on that later, but um, yeah, welcome. 900 shows. It is April the 9th, 2023. It's actually also Easter, so it's Easter. If that's a thing for you, um, sort of a thing for me, a little, I guess, but not much. But anyway, uh, yeah, welcome to show 900. Uh, Let's do this. All right, again, welcome to the show, 900 folks. Hi, how is everybody doing on this Easter Sunday and show 900 day for me? Yeah, I, so I thought I was going to do a, a, a video cast uh, for, you know, I typically do that for big shows, 800, you know, I've, I've done it, I think, for most but there's, it's just been kind of busy the last couple of weeks, and a lot of things happening. So I decided to be a little more casual this this for nine hundred. But I am going to, I'll kind of put give you a little bit of a Rico promise here. But I, I I do want to do a video cast within the next few weeks. Basically, I think I'm going to do one. I've done these pretty regularly too. I, I think I'm going to do one for the upcoming f- uh, movies for the summer. But um. Partly the other reason I didn't didn't decide or I decided not to do a, a vidcast this week and kind of focus more on that being show nine hundred is there's a lot of news a lot of stuff happening in the geek world. Star Wars celebration is this weekend. I want to talk about that and, and the big announcements that came from there, uh, and and just you know a lot of a lot of TV Mandalorian, Star Trek Picard, so. Yeah, we're just going to talk about that stuff pretty much. Not really. I, I wouldn't say there's exactly a main topic, but um, I will just probably spend a few minutes here at the beginning. Uh, you know, and I and I wanted to play that one of my favorite pieces of Star Trek uh, music uh, from the movies from Star Trek Generations, jumping the ravine. I use that in my opening credits pretty regularly and have for a very long time, and and I I just really like the feeling of that bit of music with Kirk, you know, in the Nexus and, you know, him kind of living sort of his what he thinks is I- his ideal and perfect life and but realizing he still needs to it's not real and 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 he needs the you know, he needs to make a difference kind of thing. And I and I love the scene with Picard and him on the horses talking. It's a great great stuff and and it's it's interesting because now on Picard, Picard's kind of the old war horse kind of character Uh, and, 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 you know, kind of, I I think, you know, out there for one last mission kind of a deal and, and all that. So it's kind of come a little bit in a way full circle somewhat, but, um, but anyway, yeah, I just love that music. So I thought I'd play the, the regular music without any, you know, little audio clips, like as in the, uh, the, um, the credit music thing or the entry music for the podcast that I typically use. So hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Anyway, so how's everybody? I hope everybody's good. I'm good. Uh, we spent a little time with family yesterday, and that was good. See, the two—I um, think I've said this on the podcast before. I have two grandsons now, uh, and, uh, yeah, Bryson and Cameron, and and there's, um, there's twins on the way with um, my uh, daughter-in-law, so they're going to have four kids. I think they're due. She's due around the end of June ish give or take twins are always i guess a little early and you know they're they're uh everything's good of course but the you know they're they watch people or they watch women who have twins or carrying twins like a hawk so i swear she's in the doctor every week or something but anyway so we were over there with doing that so a little bit of a busier weekend and that you know again just wanted to do an audio show and talk about all this cool stuff that's come out, but about show 900, you know, I've, I've done this podcast a very long time, probably, you know, I, I will claim that it's probably the longest running. It's not just a Star Trek podcast, but it is kind of probably the primary focus. Uh, and I, I've loved Star Trek all my life pretty much. Well, that's not actually accurate. I, I, I don't remember if I've told this story before, but I really didn't you know i i got into Trek in in, in the rerun era of the 70s and uh, you know it it it's, it wasn't uh, uh you know it it was you know not from the minute i was born or something i guess is all i'm saying uh, but um but you know a very long time and you know back when even e- <clears throat> and i always think it's funny because this is some uh, what i've been c- uh, saying these days is older guy talk or whatever but the uh, the amount of stuff that we have now movies television series streaming and and all these things and you know the internet uh, and I it it does sometimes and I've said this and I've talked about this phenomenon or situation before but it does kind of slightly bug me that I get people some of these things people might not like or they don't really care but I I mean they they just don't know how good they have it is all I can say and um, back when I was like you know watching Trek. begin with and the reruns and that i mean i had a group of friends fortunately i ran into and not ran into but in school that we all kind of found each other somehow it's it's very strange in a way really because we when we 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 all sort of you know became friends this was basically like middle school or junior high as it was called and, and and into high school We all liked Trek. I think we all liked it before we even met each other. It wasn't like one of us got the others interested. We all kind of liked it. Um, But that, you know, my point about this is that it was not a, I mean, we were the nerds in school. I, I mean, we were those classic, you know, kind of. Outcast-ish, you know, like it wasn't like it is now. Where if you wear a Star Trek shirt or even a Star Wars thing or anything like that, especially Star Wars, Star Wars is certainly super mainstream. I would even, I would even propose that Star Trek still isn't quite as mainstream as people seem to think it is. There's still this sort of, uh, there's still this sort of like connotation a bit that you got to be a really big geeky nerd to to like Star Trek. I, I don't know. Even that though, it's super successful. It's got multiple TV series now, I, you know. It's had multiple movies. It's made a lot of money for for a lot of people, but it, it it is still this thinking sci-fi show that that you're either into it or you're not. Kind of. There are there are very few. I think there are casual. I don't know, Star Wars people, right? Like I I would say my wife is kind of like you know she enjoys those movies and she's seen a lot of the Star Trek stuff too, but. But I think it's easier for people with Star Wars than it is with Star Trek. I I think that – I think you're kind of all in almost in Star Trek pretty much. There's no sort of – I don't think there's a lot of peripheral kind of fans of Trek. If you're into Trek, you're really into it pretty much for the most part. I I might be – I'm sure there's exceptions. Star Wars I think has a big gradation of of fans from kind of casual fans – to the real hardcore people like me who have a lot of collectibles and things like that and go to conventions and, and, you know, go to movies on opening day, you know, blah, 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 all that stuff. So, um, I, I gotta pull this back a little bit, <laughs> pull, pull the reins back Rico, you know, pull back on what I was trying to get at was, you know, and then doing a podcast like I have, and, and I've certainly covered Trek, I've certainly covered star Wars, but I've covered a, bunch of other stuff over the over the let's see we started it our i started in 2005 and i want to make sure that i also point out we've had some great guest hosts either that have done solo shows uh like my you know the the long time you know like mark uh mark daniels got to put a shout out to him you know he he's done He's done a lot of guest casts, and, and and Jedi Jeff, and Kenny's joined me, and and the Anomaly ladies, you know, Jen and Angela, and, and Chris and Joe, and you guys, and other people on um, the Patreon folks that have Patreon chats that we've done. You know, you guys are fantastic, and and I appreciate your help and support and, and doing shows uh, with me, or, or solo. It, it's been great, um, but after, you know, 900 shows, of, of mine or and or with others or some others that have done solo shows we've covered a lot of ground a lot of territory but the the, the cool thing is the great thing is unlike you know way back when I first started getting into sci-fi and fantasy 2 the there's just so much stuff to cover it, it's impossible you know I try to make a mix of covering older things uh, and and the new stuff as well but the new stuff is becoming, so there's so much of it it's almost hard to go back occasionally and cover like i started to do a few more i hadn't done them very much but i i you know do a couple of commentary shows playing older star trek episodes and playing them it's almost kind of retro now you know to go back and do that because there's just again every week there's there's all kinds of new things new new television new movies it's just it's just crazy how much and you know when I think on it a little bit I I, you know it makes me kind of wonder you know there's there's definitely podcasts out there that just focus on on one thing pretty much you know it's the Star Trek podcast and that's kind of how my show started out it was kind of that and then I because I and as I've said I I I like so many other things especially Star Wars and and some fantasy things and a lot of other sci-fi I found it very hard to to keep it just Star Trek, and then it just became so. Here, we'll we'll sum it up like this. Here's a here's. It's not in any kind of an epiphany, but the 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 podcast is, and in, in, you know, after doing treks and sci-fi this long, it's it's a pretty ref, pretty good reflection of me and my my tastes, my likes, uh, and 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 the way my um, fandom, I guess, is is the way to put it. So. Hopefully, and I think you know we've got kind of a core group of people who download the shows and watch the shows and support the podcast and are on Facebook, and then there's you know there's a group that that are kind of very peripheral, like casual that that listen as well, and and that and people kind of drift in and out of you know the sh- you know listening to the podcast, and we used to have the forum, uh, with which was very active, and and everybody has changing lives and and i get all and i get all that but um but if you if there's anything to sum up doing the the show since 2005 for um what it'll be 18 years is that did i do the math right coming this fall this september will be 18 years is it's it's a very good if somebody wanted to sum me up and 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 what i like this, this podcast you could just look at all the entries and the things that i've covered um, for everything from Trek and Star Wars, of course, Lord of the Rings things, Harry Potter, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the Tron movies, Blade Runner, um, comics. Uh, comics are, are a big part of my life every week. Uh, I probably actually have not covered comics as much as I've tried to do that a bit more. I should get Chris again. We should do another comic book show. But um, but there's just in there's there's cons, you know, all the cons not not k not k h a n by the way I, you know khan from the wrath of khan boy there's a lot of people out there who spell that name wrong that make it k a h n you know it's it's k h a n it's it's and i guess with spell check you never know i, I don't know but um it's a, it's the same thing with um canon here here's a, here's a, here's a spelling lessons for you today canon when everybody brings up you know canon as in you know star trek Oh, that's not how the bridge looked like in the original series. That kind of stuff. You guys know what the word "cannon" is when fans talk about it. But that's spelled C-A-N-O-N, not not double N's in the middle like the, like a cannon that shoots a big cannonball. Not that's C-A-N-N-O-N. And again, I I think spell check does mess with this a little bit. But both words should show up. So I'm not sure. Um, but that 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 kind of bugs me a bit when. Everybody's throwing around, Well, this isn't cannon and then they spell it with two N's in the middle and I'm like, You mean it's not a cannonball? Or <laughs> it's not a it's not an old timey do they even use cannons in the military anymore? I don't think they do, do they? That that doesn't seem right, but all right, I'm I'm really really rambling a bit. Um, so we're going to probably take a break here and then I'm going to talk about a lot a lot of the the last weeks of of news and Mandalorian and Picard and my thoughts on those things and Star Wars Celebration in London this weekend that's still going on right now. Huge stuff came out of there, huge announcements. Actually a lot. I was kind of surprised at how much info and news came out. I I really am. And, and I like it. It's all good to me, but um, but we'll talk about that in here in a few moments. But again, uh, thanks for, you know, I know there's definitely people listening that have been here since the very beginning. Kenny, yeah, I'm talking to you and, and others I know that have been here very early, like Rick Moyer and who did so many, you guys all supported the show so much and, and a big thanks to that. But Show 900, um, couldn't do it without you and I'm still enjoying it greatly. Uh, I... Years back, I've said this a few times. You know, I was really close to just stopping. You know, a couple times, and and I just I'm, I'm pretty, pretty energized. Oh, there's a Star Trek, <laughs> little pun, Star Trek pun, for you. But uh, it, it's it's hard not to be with all this new content and great stuff to talk about. It's it's really it's really hard to my you know my kids. You know, they'll they'll joke with me. You know, Dad's gonna podcast till you know. Till he, I, I shouldn't say this. Till he drops, you know. Till he's, you know. And I'm like, I don't know. I just still like it. It's so much fun. And and even if it's, even if there's just a small group of people listening or a big group, it doesn't really matter. That's never been a thing for me, um, really that much. I, I figured people who who enjoy it will listen, and and people who don't, that's fine, you know. And it's not. Uh, I mean, it does take time each week to do a show, but it also. Even though and the weird thing about it, you know, and I've said this before, it, it's, it's a way for me to sort of like um, put my thoughts together on a lot of this stuff. Even when I'm just sitting here in my Rico cave and, and talking to a mic by myself and there's nobody here, I've always sort of um, pictured, you know, you guys all, the people I know who listen to the show, and, and, you know, and a lot of you I can call good friends now that I feel like you're just here, you know, I'm just like talking to you and you're you're sitting here listening. So it's kind of, I kind of imagine that a little bit when I'm talking. So it's very easy to me to do this at this point. It should be after all these years, I would hope. If, if it's not easy or not comfortable, I, I probably wouldn't be doing it. But but it it is, it, it, people have said to me, especially way back when I started, I think more, you know, isn't it a little bit odd to sit there and just talk with no one else around. And, and I don't know, maybe that makes me a little weird. I'm just talking to myself. But no, I'm talking to you and you and you. I'm talking to all of you. So without that, I've already blown 20 minutes of the podcast. Let's take a break. I'll take a break. You take a break. Feel feel free to take a break. I'm going to have a little tea and I'll come back. And uh, I think I think I want to talk about, let's talk about celebration. Let's talk about that because wow, tons of Tons of info and and a lot to cover. So uh, I will be right back. Something's coming. Something dark. I sense it. This is a new beginning. For some, war. For others, power. It's been a while, things have changed. Started hearing whispers about Thrawn's return as heir to the Empire. We have to prepare for the worst. The Jedi fell a long time ago, there aren't many left. begin again. All right, there you go. There there is the trailer to Ahsoka, the, the big Disney Plus series live action show with Rosario Dawson playing live action Ahsoka we've already seen introduced uh, in The Mandalorian, uh, and the show is going to be starting on Disney or, or airing starting in August. I don't think we had an exact date. I think it just said it's just saying August right now, and so that was probably one of the biggest big things from Star Wars Celebration in London that's happening this weekend. We got a, a good trailer here. About the show giving us a pretty good feel, you know, that it's going to involve Thrawn and the heir to the good old. She gets to say heir to the Empire, which is the classic, you know, book that Timothy Zahn wrote back. uh, When did it come out? Late 80s, early 90s, somewhere in there. There was a trilogy. Great Star Wars books. If you've never read those books, do it. Uh, Great stuff. Timothy Zahn Tim, I think I'm saying his name weird. I don't know why. Tim, Timothy Zahn, Z-A-H-N, <laughs> but uh, like kind of like Thrawn in a way, but remi- r- my <laughs> rhymes with that. All right. Anyway, so Ahsoka, it's um, it's being billed as a mini series of eight episodes. So kind of like the Obi-Wan series where, and I don't think they've announced more Obi-Wan for the for the series that they did, but... I think the you know since these are sort of big characters, I I don't know. I I would be kind of I kind of think we could get more of Ahsoka. Uh, Just just my kind of gut feeling. For first off, I mean, are they going to solve Thrawn and all of that and these and these bad bad you know? I don't know if I should call them Sith, but there's two uh, Force users. Uh, I think they've been identified now. I don't think they are characters that we have really seen before. Balin is the guy—the guy that looks like to me. It looks like she's fighting an older Sean Connery, and the, and the, each of them has this orangeish lightsaber. There's been a lot of talk, of course, and this is all in the trailer that I'm talking about, so I don't consider this stuff exactly spoilers, and I'm just I'm just hypothesizing a bit. But there's been a lot of talk of, are those lightsabers orange? How are they orange? Why aren't they red? You, you know, and then everybody's like sort of saying, well, you know, the kyber crystals are a little bit different and, and you know, whatever. Instead of being, you know, red Sith, you know, whatever. I just think it's cool. I mean, I'm fine. It's not like it's it's just, it's fine. I mean, I, I don't think there's any, it, they probably won't even really talk about it in the TV show, truthfully. It'll just be, oh, there's another, there's a bad Sith you know, Sith type, dark, you know, dark side of the force, you know, person that's, you know, whatever. And I, you know, do they, are they, do they work for Thrawn? Are they just out to eliminate the rest of the Jedi that are left? I mean, Ahsoka's is out there. Luke is out there, uh, you know? So, and, and it's, and I think even really Luke's got a little bit of a kind of hideaway right of, 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 you know, force, you know, trainees, whatever, younglings and so on. So, uh, where he took off, uh, took baby Yoda, took Grogu there and Grogu goes, no, I want to be with Mando. But anyway, um, oh, there's a little bit of a spoiler. Well, no no surprise, I think, but the, um, yeah, this looks great. I I mean, it looks, the production looks amazing. And what's so cool about all this, and, and I've said it before, is just that, you know, we're just living in a golden age i mean this is like movie level kind of stuff that we're just going to get on tv you know for eight weeks there's eight episodes and and it's um you know star wars has i know a lot of people have some issues and i certainly did of the of this the sequel trilogy you know whatever um but um mainly because it was just kind of like Man, what do they do to the original characters? You know, let's just put that out there. But but anyway, the point about that a little bit is people have been saying this for a little bit of a while a little bit of a while now that the, you know, the good, the 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 really the stuff fans want to see, like Mandalorian, what we've had with and I think the Obi Wan series was pretty well received, and I think it was good. The um Star Wars that people want is is on TV, the, and the movies are kind of like meh, you know. And uh, even though they still made a bunch of money, but everyone's going to go see him, right? Uh, it's even like I finally saw I finally saw Avatar two or whatever The Way of Water is there even a two in the name? I don't know if it's just Avatar The Way of Water. I can't remember, but oh, my goodness, it was like just Avatar the first one, pretty much the same kind of basic story, but it was on water. <laughs> it's just i mean yeah it looks amazing but the, but honestly i'm kind of surprised it made as much money as it did cuz the story is pretty pretty nothing pretty pretty threadbare and pretty simplistic i mean it, it yeah does just because it looks amazing I, I don't know i don't i don't really know i mean i i think the first movie was so successful i think that just drew a lot of people to see the second one we'll see how the other ones do that they're going to do um but, man it's I, I'm glad I just kind of waited and didn't bother to go see it in the theater it um it's just those movies and I and I I did, don't generally try to be you know negative but I just I just want more I, you know I I'm having I have a hard time to the other thing about the avatar movies not to jump on them too much and I'll go back to the to the announcements from from celebration but I I can't really identify with the characters and it, it also kind of bugs me that the humans are such I'm just going to have to say a bad word here. Close your kids' ears. It's not that bad of a word, maybe. But they're just kind of asses. I mean, they're just... They're wiping out all these indigenous people on this one planet. Like... I've always had a bit of a trouble with the sci-fi kind of trope of... This is the only place you can can hunker down and and get new resources. And Earth has been kind of wiped out. And that you've got to... I mean, I know it's, this is just sort of like the analogy. It's almost like the whole, like, taking, you know, coming to America, you know, the U.S., when 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 ships did, and then they just kind of wiped out indigenous species here. Yeah, I, I get the analogy thing, and I get that. But this is space, people. The, a planet's fairly finite, but it's space. And, 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 and this will—I'm not going to jump ship yet, but this is going to lead me a little into the Picard, some Picard commentary, even though I'm loving the show— but I but I, I do have a little couple of nitpicks slightly about it, and uh, when you involve space and you try to put the same, oh I don't know, concern for resources or or you're invading our territory, it it it's hard for me to understand when it it's freaking outer space. There's a lot, and, and yeah, okay, Star Trek has sort of tried to say that you know there's only a limited number of good Earth-like planets maybe, but it's still space, okay. All right, sorry sorry for the segue there a little or jumped up. All right, let's go back to the cool stuff from Celebration, the announcements, though. I'm um, hearing, too, by the way, a lot of people are are pretty unhappy with being in London and at not being in London, but at Celebration. I guess it's been pretty congested, a lot of long lines. I mean, still people, I think, are having fun and stuff, but Celebrations are quite a bit different from other cons. They do them different. They restrict access differently to, to, to the panels and things. It's very hard. Like when I went with Chris and Joe back in, or at Orlando in 2017, I think it was, we just kind of were casual about it. We, we kind of went in, we didn't get there really at opening. So you didn't have to really, I mean, we did there, I think we kind of did. That's not true. We did, we did, but, but the point is you don't really need to stand in those lines if you don't want to uh, that much. And, and we got into a few panels. There was Anthony Daniels panel uh, that we got into and Warwick Davis did a fun um, you know, he did a fun panel, little Willow. How hope we get more Willow? I enjoyed that show, but, um, but the point, and then I've hearing other things about it just being so the, the facility that they have, it just can't really handle the number of people very well and weird things too. Like they're not checking people's badges at all. I'm like, how are they not checking people's badges when they go in? I don't get that. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, it, like San Diego Comic-Con, they have these electronic badge readers and you just tap your badge on it and you walk in. I mean, that seems pretty sensible. You know, why, why don't they have little readers like that set up? Who knows? Who knows? Especially since those tickets kind of cost a lot. Um, all right, let us go back to the announcements though. So the other things that, the 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 other big um, thing, there was a panel on this, this show called The Acolyte. I don't know a lot about it. and I'm not going to say, you know, And I'm not even quite frankly sure what the time frame is. Let me pause. Maybe I can find something on Wikipedia. Hang on. Oh, yes, of course. I I don't know why. I Just, you know, didn't want to do this. Maybe I just wanted to play, you know, dumb. But all right, here we go. The Acolyte. And by the way, if you do a little hunting, there's a Reddit thing, Star Wars leaks and stuff. And, uh, you know, I get a little bugged by, I get when they you know, want to put some footage and trailers and things to just the people at the con. Not even just people at the con, people at the con who are actually got into the panel, you know, just a few hundred people or a few thousand, sorry, a few thousand probably. Um, But, you know, even the people there can't see this, these trailers. So I I poked around a little online. I saw a little bit of about the first minute or so of the Acolyte um, and I put a clip up for the People who support Patreon via or Treks and Sci-Fi via Patreon, there's a minute floating around out there. If you you don't have to really look too hard of the of a bit of a trailer to the Acolyte. Uh, so here we go. Here's what it is about, though. It's an upcoming American television series created by Leslie Headland. is part of the Star Wars franchise, and it's set at the end of the High Republic era, before the events of the main Star Wars films. Oh, okay. I probably heard that at some point. So this is prior to the the you know the empire and everything. So the premise it's set at the end of the High Republic era in it, in a world of shadowy secrets and emerging dark dark side powers, approximately about a hundred years before episode one, the Phantom Menace, a former Padawan reunites with her Jedi master, investigate a series of crimes by the forces that confront um, that, sorry, but the forces they confront are more sinister than ever. In, excuse me, anticipated all right, but the coolest thing about this show, or, or several cool things about the show, it, it seems like it's very—it's um, different. We won't have any characters we really know very much, but th- this era is one that I've been wanting for a long time for them to explore back into the earlier days of the Jedi um, and and so on, and the high—you know—the the High Republic, you know, before the Empire came in and, and destroyed it pretty much. But there's a lot of um, – in the little bit of footage that you see, there's there's a lot of sort of uh, – it sort of has a Matrix kind of feel. And, and honestly, that's – I think it's not in small part by the fact that carrie Ann Moss from the Matrix movies is one of the stars of this show. And I don't know if they – they haven't named her character. She's just – they just list her as a Jedi. Um, Daphne Keene who, for those that saw that Logan movie, she she was the young Weapon X character. Um, uh, anyway, she is a young Jedi. She's also in um, His Dark Materials. She was in that series, that seri- three-season uh, series. Um, other actors and stuff, um, there's a Wookiee Jedi master, um, Kilnaka, um, played by the same uh, younger actor that's playing Chewie now, um, in the, you know, recent uh, sequel films and solo film, um, Juno S- Sutama, Sutomo, I think something like that is how you say his name. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of a mystery thriller. They're saying it's action adventure, crime drama, sci-fi, you know, and, and it kind of reminds me a little bit of when you had the sort of the partnership of, of, of a yo- a very young Obi-Wan and, and, um, Qui-Gon kind of off. Uh, You know, as a as a as a duo, you know, investigating and and doing Jedi things out there, that kind of a feel a little bit. Um, But there's some action in this first little bit of a trailer. They show some younglings being sort of instructed in the force and things like that. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited, super excited. This this looks right up my alley. I mean, the Jedi and all of that part of Star Wars has always been my favorite uh, part of the thing and and anytime i can get to see more jedi in action against bad bad guys and and lightsaber duels and all that I'm, I'm happy and same thing with ahsoka so yeah that's that's looking good looking really good there's um a couple other things i'll just briefly touch on the um skeleton crew this um this show let's see maybe i should pause again let me pause again hang on Oh, right, now I remember. Okay, so uh, this one's Skeleton Crew, Star Wars Skeleton Crew. Series follows four kids who end up on an adventure to make their way home after being lost in the galaxy following a discovery they make on their home planet. Uh, Jude Law is a Jedi. Um, It's being talked about that this is kind of a Goonies kind of style show or something like that because there's younger people in it and that. But the, of course, you know, I don't think it's it's you know going to be a kiddie show or anything like that. Um, I think it's set in the same era as like ah- Ahsoka and that kind of thing. I think is the same time frame it's set in. I'm trying to see here. Um, it's supposed to also be on Disney Plus sometime this year. Prob- probably late this year, I, I would think. Uh, what else? What else we got here? Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch yeah, I'm not seeing too much more on it. Um, but that's, yeah, that's fine. It looks, yeah, I'm sure it'll be fun. It'll be good. Uh, looking forward to that. Of course. Um, there's just, yeah, there's so much, so much stuff, so much stuff to, um, you know, just to, to look forward to and, um, you know, in the next couple of years, at least, and beyond even for um, for Star Wars. So they have played a new uh, Indiana Jones trailer. I won't play that here on the show, but I'm, I'm, of course, super excited for that. And we got a little, I think, a bigger feel for what the, the story is going to be about with the Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which comes out in June. That looks good, of course. Um, so I think that's, uh, that's, the, that's most of the TV stuff, I think, announcing that. Part of things. I think I wanted I sorry, got had to pause for a second. I, I wanted to make sure that I thought there was some audio coming from a, a different feed into the into the show here, but um yeah, it's not, so I think we're okay. Um but the other really big thing that came out, the, the big anu- other big announcement uh were full feature movies for for Star Wars. Also, we're getting a re release of Return of the Jedi in theaters um April twenty 20- eighth. 8th, which is the last Friday of this month, we're getting uh, for its 40th anniversary. So that's, that's really exciting to me. Um, so uh, let us finish up the uh, announcements and let's talk about these three new film projects. It is really funny to me because I was telling Lynn, I saw my wife this morning, you know, they, this head of Disney guy, whoever his name is, or one of the heads or whatever, whatever his role, you know, CEO or something. Uh, not that long ago, maybe a month ago or something like that, maybe even less, they they kind of said, oh, we're going to kind of back off and cut back on what we're doing for Star Wars. Well, I, I don't really – I see the opposite happening. So I, I don't know why you made that announcement because all these things must have been in place. It's a lot of TV series. And there's three new film projects uh, that have been officially announced. So let's go over these. All right. Um, first, James Mangold um, who also, uh, is, is the guy working on the Indiana Jones movie. He's going to direct, he directed, I think the indie movie, the new, the new one, he's directing a film covering the first Jedi back 25,000 years, 25,000 years before the films we know, you know, so this is the very early days of Jedi, uh, first learning about the force and all that. So that should be really, really interesting. That's that's a long way back. I wonder how much you know they still have space travel like they have the same. I mean, that's that's a lot of years. So I used to think for some reason that the Jedi first started like it was something more like ten thousand. That twenty five thousand year thing seems. I need a timeline. I need a new timeline. All right. So that's one movie, and there's no real. Um, by the way, the, I don't. I haven't heard anything about when any of these are expected. Like which one's going to come before which. Um, in terms of releases or filming or any of that stuff it was mostly here's we're going to do three new movies here's what they are but that's mostly what we got second one uh Dave Filoni of course we all love Dave you know he works on Mandalorian and and you know he is a huge Star Wars guy loves he's kind of like the the modern or the the new George Lucas to me that has a a real understanding of Star Wars, a real affinity, a love for it. So, <clears throat> and seems to know what what will work and what won't. He's doing a movie. I need to get a drink. Sorry, hang on. Okay, sorry. Uh, Dave Filoni, he's doing a movie set in the Mando verse, which is going to link kind of the uh, Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian, and and these other maybe a little bit of Ahsoka, and he's going to kind of link those together it's kind of interesting now that I think about it. If Ahsoka is only an eight episode <coughs> series that, that maybe and I hear something big. They, they, I guess they showed the next episode of Mando, which I don't know if that's a season finale or if we have two more or one, I should look. It's episode seven of the season, which always seems like a weird to end on an odd number of episodes, but I don't know if that's the case. I got to check here in a second, but the, um, so maybe he's going to kind of, Resolve things in a, in a movie. Maybe maybe like Ahsoka. Maybe maybe the whole thing with Thrawn and everything won't be really settled, and that'll come into play in a movie. But that's happening. So and then the last one, which is probably maybe the biggest surprise, I think, is um how you say this woman's name? Charmine. That's her first name. Obad Shinoi. That's probably slaughtered her name. Sorry, Charmine. But she's going to direct a film featuring Ray, Ray Skywalker, rebuilding the Jedi Order 15 years after the rise of Skywalker and defending it against those who wish to tear it down. So that's interesting to me because, of course, you know, the the sequel movies weren't very well thought of. I think even Daisy Ridley famously, somewhat famously, I don't know if you say that's the right word, but she kind of dropped off of a lot of social media. She was getting a lot of flack. You know, and I, I think that's really shameful, honestly, and 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 totally undeserved. I mean, she's an actress doing a job, doing a role, and I think it, she did a fantastic job with what you know, the story and the script. And I think she's a great actress. Actually, I mean, I I think she's she's great, and she's certainly physically amazing as Ray. I think she's great uh, as the character, and I think the character is great. But, you know, the story may not so good, but she has no responsibility and she should take no blame or any kind of feedback. I mean, if you don't like the character blame who – she didn't invent the character. She just was an actress doing a job. So I, it really bothers me that some people can't seem to, to pull those things and separate those things in their mind. If you didn't care for those movies, that's that's one thing. But that's not her, you know. And, and if you don't really, you know, if it's somehow that, that soured you on on the character, you know, no matter what they do or what kind of story they write, you know, I think that's also some, kind of short-sighted. But anyway, I, I'm super excited by this. For one, it, it's an obvious thing to do, right? And, and I'm a little surprised, actually, it's happening as, this soon. I, I thought – and it's a 15-year gap. I mean – are they going to even make her look a little bit older? It won't be 15 years. I mean, we just had Rise of The Rise of Skywalker in 2019, right? So let's just say, let's say this movie's three years away. Let's see, we don't get this movie till, what will that be? 2026? That's probably a fair guess. So maybe a little sooner. So... That'll just be a difference of seven years between between Rise of Skywalker and that movie. That's just again projecting that it's going to take maybe about three years to get it to us. So I wonder why they're setting it so far. I mean, I mean they probably want to show show some changes, show that the the Republic, you know, has has taken better hold now that Palpatine is really finally gone. Please, no more Emperor clones. Um, you can bring a new bad guy person group into it just make a new one, you know, but you don't need Palpatine anymore. So, but anyway, uh, yeah, I am excited by this. I think, I think I'm excited by all these things, but I I have to say I'm kind of excited by that maybe the most of all. Um, I mean, although Ahsoka is pretty pretty far up there too, but that this is, I think, I'm really hoping they can show everyone that, you know, an amazing story, an amazing movie and kind of, I think show that it's you know, hey, okay, we got the message. We know what you guys want or what to do. And and the fact that it's just going to be a solo movie, I kind of really thought was going to, what was going to happen, and it still could happen. It, you know, even of being a solo movie. I mean, do we think we're going to see Finn, you, you know, or Poe Dameron? I mean, we're we going to see any of the other characters pop in. It would be kind of surprising to me if we didn't. But but who knows. But I really expected that, that they'd wait like five years or ten years even, and we would just get a new trilogy with Ray and 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 Poe and Finn, you know, kind of now a little bit more seasoned and kind of rebuilding things a bit. So, um, but anyway, so yeah, uh, really, really cool stuff. Uh, it would have been fun to be at the London, you know, celebration, but honestly, costs a lot to do that and. I enjoyed Celebration when I went to it in Orlando. Would I do another one? The next ones, I'm sure, going to be back here in the U.S. Will it be in Orlando again? If it's in Orlando again, I'd be tempted to go, um, just because it's a fairly easy place to get to for me, uh, and and it was fun the last time, and, and you know, plus my buddy Chris is down there, and maybe Joe would go again. So, if it's in the Midwest, like Chicago, I would probably for sure go. Um, New York, maybe. L.A. area, I don't know about that. So, But who knows? And I think they're skipping next year, so we're not getting a celebration until 2025 is what I've heard. So, um, And I think sometime, and if it hadn't, it's already almost 11 here, so maybe they. I hear the way they do it is they announce where and when exactly um, the next celebration is going to be at the closing ceremonies of this one. Although, wait a second— that's tomorrow. They have a Monday day at, um, Monday is, is the final day of actually celebration. They have a, is it for four days or whatever? Let's see. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, five days, maybe didn't it start Thursday, five days. I, i I know they have it Monday this year. So anyway, um, so yeah, but, um, but that's Star Wars Celebration. All right, I'm going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit about, um, well, I've seen a couple movies in the last week, and um, talk about Picard. Do you experience bouts of geekdom? If so, Anomaly may be right for you. In clinical studies, Anomaly's convention reports, cosplay topics, and commentary on Star Wars, Doctor Who, Star Trek, and other sci-fi fantasy genres provided a feeling of fullness while promoting optimal geekiness. Anomaly is available over-the-counter at Stitcher and in the iTunes, Zune, and BlackBerry stores. Learn more at AnomalyPodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y Podcast dot com. Anomaly, your prescription for geek entertainment. Okay, folks. All right. So, uh, movies. Movies. I saw... Well, I already talked about... I saw. I finally saw Avatar 2. Yeah. Yeah. 3 hours long too, kind of a long one. Um I also saw two movies at the theater this week. Well, one's not really sci-fi, although it's practically a fantasy at this point, is John Wick 4, which um which is really good, a lot of fun. Hey, you know, if you like the other you know, this is this is almost like my line when I talk about like Transformer movies, or <laughs> if you've enjoyed the other John Wick movies, you'll enjoy this one. That that it's simple as that. Although I would say that maybe it's getting a little bit more over the top of what this guy can do and take each movie as it goes on. Um I kinda wanna go back and watch the first one. Uh, I I feel like the first two were pretty they hadn't gone too far over the top, but but when they got to three and four now, they kind of they've kind of I mean, I know you gotta kinda up up the stakes in the ante a little, but But anyway, that's, uh, and it's not, again, it's not really a geeky thing. Although I think a lot of nerds and geeks enjoy those movies. You know, Keanu Reeves is always fun to watch. Um, But I also saw the Dungeons & Dragons movie, Honor Among Thieves. Really a lot of fun. Great movie, I think. Um, Just a lot of humor, but there's some good heart in there too. I think the story was pretty solid. Um, And if you're a D&D player, D&D fan, I, I, I think you'll enjoy it. Although I would say my quick opinion about that, or my quick thought on that, is while it was nice to see some of these creatures in a, in a movie that I I know from playing D D because I I mean I grew up playing that game you know practically when it was first out and, and and loved it and have played in years since although not in recent years but the but I love I love that that setting. And, and you know they did those other Dungeons and Dragons movies. Actually, I have a little bit of a fondness for the first one of those, especially since uh, you we had never seen anything like that in a movie before. And I, um, but I, I wish they would have had a little bit more pull, a little bit more of the game elements into the movie, just a little bit. I, I mean, this isn't really even much of much of a detriment or a knock on it. I mean, there's definitely stuff in there, and there's a great little bit of cameo thing happening. It's in the trailer and has been set online, so I won't. I don't know if I want to spoil it, but some classic D and um, let's say, characters show up in the movie v- super briefly. Uh, but um, if, if you're if you're a D D fan and have watched other D D, let's say, things productions, you'll know what I'm talking about. So uh, that was fun, and and Chris Pine, it, Chris Pine. It's kind of appropriate that he played Kirk, because Chris Pine is kind of like. William Shatner in the fact that I, I swear he's, he's kind of Chris Pine in each movie he does. Like he's kind of the jokey guy, y- you know, I, 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 I've seen him in a few other things. There's a movie on prime video that I keep wanting to watch where it looks like he, like he's a little bit more serious, but, and I mean, I like him. He's a very likable actor, but like the character, like when you, you know, in the wonder woman movies, even in the star Trek films in this honor among thieves, D and D movie, he, he kind of is basically the same character, essentially. They might as well call him Chris Pine. Um, but anyway, and that's not too b- big of a thing. I mean, I, I feel like The Rock is kind of like that a little bit, too. Um, but um, even when he tried to play, you know, you know, Black Adam, I, I mean, which movie, that movie got kind of destroyed by critics and fans and stuff a bit. I, I thought it was fun. But even even in that movie, he was still kind of The Rock. Um, but, um, anyway, those are, those are really fun movies, both of them. Um, and I'm glad I, you know, I kind of got behind on seeing things and, and I, so I went to see first time in a long time that I've seen two movies in less than a week. Um, yeah. So yeah, I took uh Friday off work and I, I went to see the D and D movie and then I had seen John Wick like five days prior to that or whatever. So, uh. But, um, all right, let us talk about Picard. We've had, um, the last episode, what was it called? Surrender was the title, I think, of the episode. It was kind of a weird title. I didn't think it fit super well. I guess it sort of did a little bit with something that happened in the episode. But, um, it doesn't really matter that much about the title. The, um, okay, so... Well, i i am really enjoying seeing these characters i i am loving most of the episodes vatic the villain i i'm not a fan frankly of the actress and her portrayal of that villain she's just too uh, she's like chewing you know the classic thing of actor chewing the scenery she's just too hammy kind of and, and just it's a bit over the top and she's this small little actress and, and, you know, oh, she looks, she's smoking on the bridge of the Titan now or whatever. And, and, and she just has all these little weird quirks and ticks. It just kind of, I just want to like smack her, you know, and I mean, because she's a villain, but also just like, you know, just talk to me. Stop with all the like prognostica- prognostication. Is that the right way to say that? How you say that? But But she's just like, she's like a politician. You're talking a lot, but you're not saying anything. You know, it, it just, um, yeah. So she, I'm not a fan of her. The, um, the other thing that's, you know, and this isn't really too spoilers, I don't think, cause it's been a few episodes since this has been revealed, but the big bad here going on and, and, you know, she's part of it, but, but is, are the changelings kind of back for revenge, you know, after the Dominion war and all that. But I'm like, and then they're after this, this son of, of Beverly and, and Picard, but I'm like, Why? It's like, just because you guys kind of got beat, well, you kind of went to war with the Federation and Starfleet. I mean, yeah, we're going to fight back in any way we can. And maybe some nasty things were done, but kind of nasty things were done on each side. What I was talking to my friends about about this is that uh, they weren't really a TNG villain they were a deep space nine villain. And what's bugging me a little is we're only seeing one side, their story, like, Oh, woe is us. You guys did this biological weapon against us. And you were so mean to us and all this. And I'm like, you guys destroyed, you know, planets full of people and ships and, and families and children. And like, don't, don't come, you know, like it really bugs me a one-sided argument, not argument, but a one-sided story like that. Um, and, and and yeah could things have been gone differently or better or whatever sure were mistakes made on both sides sure but but i feel a little i want more i want more of a reason i want something more reasonable like um oh where the dominion live like right now that area and that you know in in the gamma quadrant, right? It's gamma quadrant, right? They're way out there, right? In that, for some reason, that area of space is becoming unlivable and we need to come into, you know, where the solids live in in the alpha quadrant or something more than just like, oh, you guys, we're we're mad at you. You know, I just, it's just boring. You know, that's kind of like, it worked in Wrath of Khan because Khan was, you directly did something to him and 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 there was there was this adversarial relationship between him and Kirk that you could play off of and 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 punch, counter punch kind of a thing, kind of like a boxing match a little bit. But not, you know, and I know I think they've kind of basically said this is just maybe not all of of the changelings out there. It's some radical group, right, or whatever. I'm like, okay, so fine. But and then the other thing, and I and again, I don't mean to complain. I'm still enjoying it a great, great deal. But the other thing that I'm I'm really honestly sick and tired of in Star Trek is that please stop taking over Starfleet and the Federation with either imposters or or Romulan spies or whatever you're doing. You know, please stop that. Please, Starfleet, have some better <laughs> better checks and balances. And they do talk about that a little bit in Picard. But, but I'm just tired of the, you know, invasion of, 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 of Starfleet and the Federation by enemies. You know, it seems just like it's happening all the time. It's just like... And, and and maybe that's a reflection of, you know, spies in the world, you know, infiltrating other countries or something. But it's more of, let's come up with a new story to me. You know, let's come up with something different a little bit. Um, and, uh, and And I also kind of think... Little Picard, little Picard. I didn't mean it like that, but Picard and his little team, you know, pulling everybody from TNG back together on the Titan now and everything like that. They can't be the only people in Starfleet to go like, hey, uh, what's going on with such and such? They're kind of acting weird. Like, like you would think after all the things that Starfleet and the Federation has seen over the years, they'd be a little suspicious, right? Come up with something to stop this kind of stuff. Code phrases, words, whatever that they wouldn't know. I don't. I don't know. My goodness, I have to. I have to spend more trickiness to log into my um, my work computer these days than these than Starfleet seems to have in place. Okay, but with all that said, um, the great stuff is just seeing all the group back together again. Uh, Worf has been fantastic. Riker has been fantastic. You know the actors and the characters, and and to see how they've changed and evolved and things like that. This is all good stuff we still got – the other thing that I've always been a little bit concerned about and I've said before is the pacing. We've still got two episodes, and, and they've kind of resolved some things. I'm a little still annoyed that the whole Jack Crusher thing were, were like, you know, are we ever going to learn about him until like, like the last five minutes of the last episode? I don't know. But, again, please don't take this as me being like um, – I mean, this has been a really great run, a great run of episodes and, and and things. Oh, sorry, I got one more little nitpick or complaint, but God, the show is dark, you know, lighting wise. I mean, oh, look, this is kind of like they would do on a submarine, or it's kind of the way. No, I don't think so. How do you even read the displays? And st- like, I just, these people are all going to go blind on that ship, being, and I, okay, the Titans taking some hits and maybe you can account for some of it by being like, we're, we're on low power and all, but I kind of think it started that way even before they got blasted, you know, (laughs) or whatever, turn on a couple of lights, plug in some, you know, it's all those future led bulbs. They don't have, they don't give off enough light, but man, I mean, seriously, I dim my lights in my basement. I have a nice little lighting setup that I can do to make it kind of feel like a movie, um, with just some sidewall lights, you know, no direct lights on my screen. And even then, you know, with a 65 inch TV and I'm about, I don't know, 15 feet away or something like that. I mean, my goodness, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, people have said this about like, um, Stranger Worlds and Discovery a little bit occasionally too. No, this show is, is, is infinitely more dark than those shows have been. So, uh, I don't know, maybe I need to just crank up some brightness on my TV, but I, I know I've got the settings good. They work for all the other shows, fine, that I watch and things. You know, so it's just ugh, okay. Enough about that. But yeah, I mean, again, with even with all that said, and, and they're small little things. They really are. I mean, I I probably said more about them than I really planned to. But the show is great. We've got two two more episodes. Uh We have a Starfleet Academy show coming, I guess. Uh Yeah, I don't know. I still would rather see. This idea that they threw out there, this Star Trek legacy show that they were talking about, I would probably rather see that than a, an Academy show. But, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take whatever, you know, pretty much. And, uh, and we got Strange New Worlds coming back in June, I think. Yeah, June. Um, just so much to watch, so much good stuff to watch. And we've already gotten an announcement for another season of Strange New Worlds. Uh, we won't get Discovery until next year, 2024. But, um, that kind of makes sense to me, uh, a little bit, and it's gonna be its final season. So, um, so yeah, just amazing time to be a nerd and a geek and, and all these great things to watch and enjoy and and get out there and do it, get some go see some movies. I still love going to the movies. It, it's kind of expensive, <laughs> isn't everything, but. I, I still do do like to go, but all right. We're at about an hour or so in the podcast. This is probably a good place to end for show 900. Um, next weekend might be a guest, might be a repeat. Uh, when Picard ends, I am going to do a Patreon chat. I want to talk about the show with the Patreon folks, and that'll probably be towards the end of this month. And probably either the end of this month or early May, I'll do that movie vidcast like I talked about. That's what's upcoming on uh, Treks and Sci-Fi. So... Again, thanks so much for everyone listening to the show all these years. Show 900, uh, yeah, I'm um, still loving doing the show, still enjoy it. Uh, I hope you guys are doing well. Get out there and enjoy the summer coming, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, going to the, you know, I don't know how many people I have. I know I've been, maybe you've got a few down there in the Southern Hemisphere listening, and you guys are going to be going into your winter Although I've always had this idea that the Southern Hemisphere doesn't have the winter like we have in the the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, You know, I mean, when's the last time you saw somebody post something about, like, do they get snow in Australia? I don't know. Do they? Or or even the southern part of South America? I I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Not sure. But there is, of course, Antarctica down there, right? So penguins. Yeah. All right, folks. Take care of yourselves. Enjoy your Easter or holidays this weekend if you're doing holidays. And I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.